0: Attack Ukraine. You're listening to the news on RTHK.
1: Good morning, and welcome to Back Chat. I am Andrew Work. It's Freaky Friday, February the 18th, and we are talking about the people that help make our city tick—domestic helpers. Later in the show, we're going to bring you the latest from the Winter Olympics. First up, dormitories for foreign domestic helpers. The ombudsman launched a direct investigation looking into problems like overcrowding and poor hygiene at boarding facilities for helpers following reports that some helpers staying in these units came down with COVID-19. Now this accommodation is usually provided by employment agencies for those waiting to fly home or for a renewal of their work visa. The Ombudsman is looking into it because they found that these units fall outside the ambit of the hotel and guest house and bed space apartment regulations. They are urging the government to tighten regulations to ensure the standards of such boarding facilities. So what's missing in the law? Should we go further in monitoring living conditions and employers' houses as well? And then at 9.25 later in the show, we're going to be joined by RTHK sports reporter Adam Jung for all the drama from the Beijing Winter Olympics. Make sure you hit us with your questions or your opinions. You can leave us a message on our Facebook page, Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us at backchat at rthk.hk or give us a call on 2338-8266. I've got two great guests I'm going to introduce in just a second. But first, uh, we've got a response from the Indonesian Consulate General who uh, sent us in a response to come on the show, which they have not done. Uh, But of course, Indonesians make up a large part of the domestic helpers in Hong Kong. Uh, Here we go. The Indonesian Consulate General has been actively providing assistance towards Indonesian nationals in Hong Kong in order to protect all Indonesian citizens residing in Hong Kong. The consulate remains active to engage with the Indonesian communities and local NGOs to provide necessary assistance to those in need. Advocating legal assistance, handling complaint, monitoring employment agencies are part of the protection of the Indonesian domestic worker. These are to ensure that the rights of the Indonesian domestic workers while working in Hong Kong. We regularly visit areas in which many of our domestic workers gather during their spare time. As part of supervision to the employment agencies, we are maintaining communications and site visits to employment agencies to make sure they are compliance to the rules in view of promoting safety to our domestic workers. The consulate is in close coordination with the Labor Department and related institutions in promoting the rights of the foreign domestic workers in Hong Kong, including Indonesians. They are in the same view with the Labor Department that the living environment of the foreign domestic workers working in Hong Kong should be put under reasonable protection. And that is from the Indonesian Consul General at Consul General uh, Office. And uh, fortunately, we do have with us today the Consul General from the Philippines to Hong Kong. It is uh, Rally Tayada. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. We also have on the show today Thomas Chan Tung Fung, who is the chair of the Hong Kong Union of Employment Agencies. Good morning, Thomas.
0: Good morning. Good, morning, Good morning,
1: everyone. Good morning. Okay, uh, rally tayada You know, we, we just—I just—you just heard from the Indonesian Consul General, and I, I know that the Philippine Consul General uh, also plays a role in monitoring the conditions in these types of residences. Uh, am I correct in that?
2: that? That is true. That is true.
1: We okay. have a very big stake in ensuring that the, the dormitories that the, our
2: domestic helpers are living in are in tip-top shape and. Uh, you know, uh, are, are actually uh, hospitable and are, are, are clean and sanitary and uh, it's up to up to standards.
1: Okay. And what are those, like, what are the standards? To, to be honest, the, the news reports that came out in the last couple of days had stock photos of helpers sitting outside, which doesn't tell us anything about what it's like inside the dormitories. I've never visited one. Can you give us some insights there?
2: Well, uh, of course, the dormitories are actually places where... Uh, our helpers would normally live when they are in between jobs. Uh, Of course, there is this 14-day rule where our helpers uh, are allowed to stay in Hong Kong while they uh, prepare to leave for uh, the Philippines or find other jobs in Hong Kong. So in in, in the meantime, uh, these dormitories uh, provide um, accommodation for them who are already uh, uh, in between jobs.
3: Sure. So but what, they, they but what, are they, what are they, what are they, they like? Function,
2: what? And we recognize this. Uh, however, since it's uh, largely unregulated and uh, there are, are issues uh, in terms of sanitation and, and the, the quality of standards, uh, uh, this is something that we we, we look into and uh, are. are, are uh, that is why we were very, very concerned uh, when... Uh, there was a COVID cluster that happened, uh, which really alarmed us uh, because of the sometimes cramped uh, conditions, which is really not desirable.
1: And, yeah, so, yeah, but I mean, I'm still trying to get a picture. What are they like? Do, do people have their own room in these dormitories? Are they like 20 people in a room with bunk beds? Or, you know what I mean? Like, What, what is, if I walk into the front door of one of these, these uh, dormitories, what is it well, like? What do I see?
2: Basically, you have a, you have a, a room, and then there are, uh, Bunk beds, uh, double double beds, and uh, people are of course uh, depending on the number. There could be a few at a time, and sometimes there could be more than a few. So it, it's really uh, relative to the situation. Right. But uh, what what we are saying is that uh, this should be uh, regulated. This should mm. be uh, mainly uh, uh, supervised uh, by, by and looked at by the government, so that. Uh, standards are, are, are kept up and the sanitation, which is, we, we are very concerned about, should be should be maintained.
1: Okay. So um, we've also got Thomas Chan on the show. He's the chair of the Hong Kong Union of Employment Agencies. Uh, Thomas, do your members, do they own their own dormitories or do the dormitories operate independently and then the agencies, you know, just rent space from them when they need to, to put somebody there? How does it work? Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, because all of My members are accredited with either Philippine consulate or Indonesian consulate. That's why all of our members, they have some kind of boarding houses. Of course, uh, the size varies to different agencies. Okay. And according to my observation, most of my agencies, uh, my members, they are offering kinds of uh, boarding houses to workers uh, Mm. with Beds with uh, rooms with
1: uh, quite uh, right. reasonable
0: so, ventilation okay, or something like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So the agencies own the dormitories themselves so they're the ones that we have to look to to make sure that these these are maintained in proper condition correct?
3: Yes so
0: uh yeah uh, I think the, the key issue here is the uh, yes we agree with the ombudsman's report uh, some of the boarding houses need to be improved, especially in space or uh, facilities or something like that. But the key point here is suppose uh, if according to Hong Kong government uh, or labor department uh, issuing license requirements, boarding houses is not of the issuing requirement to operate. An, Employment agency. That's why most of the agencies they don't need to have a boarding house, and because simply because of no such requirement. That's why agencies they don't also have legal rights to ask for more from government or from employers for such kinds of facilities. Mm. That's why if if there's a official uh, guidelines from Hong Kong Labour Department or any other department. We should have upgraded boarding houses. That's good. That's right. also the legal base for agencies to ask for more assistance from
1: the either employers or from government. Okay, and, and you know, as you're saying, there are no regulations right now, but there are standards set by the consulates. Uh, Raleigh Tayada, does your yes. is your I, I would assume that your consulate will be one that had standards uh, that you in place. Do, do you the sure, sure. Of, sure. Uh, before we, uh, or
2: the. Make sure that uh, before we accredit, before we accredit employment agencies, uh, we we need to see that the uh, uh, boarding houses or dormitories are up to standard. Uh, but I I, I also uh, follow what uh, Thomas is saying that uh, uh, indeed uh, while we are you know generally pleased with the report, uh, we agree with most of its findings. Uh, indeed, in its conclusion that. Uh, there is a need to raise the quality of infrastructure and hygiene standards of dormitories in Hong Kong. Is correct, mm-hmm. and as he said, there is no regulation. But uh, we want operators to be, you know, uh, compelled to follow at least at least minimum standards.
1: Right. But we
2: uh, we would rather prefer, uh, you know, immediate uh, uh, crafting of regulation mm-hmm. instead of uh, the application of certain administrative measures, which is the. The, the main uh, the main uh, recommendation of the report okay uh, we need to keep the dormitories in check in a regular manner mm-hmm. and that uh, you know given the special nature and you know, unique purpose of these dormitories uh, you know they house foreign domestic workers they house our people so we think it's it's only proper that they be governed by a specific legal Framework.
1: Right, yeah. but I mean, could could they just take your accreditation process, translate that into a legal form, and Bob's your uncle? I mean, uh, you know, well, our...
2: we 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 are foreign uh, foreign uh, officials, and uh, I believe it is really Hong Kong's uh, uh, it is their jurisdiction. Hong Kong should be in charge of it. We sure. we try to keep up uh, standards and and and, uh, but we don't have the uh, enforcement. Uh, Enforcement uh, power to, to do these things.
1: Yeah, and, that's uh, quite important. Course,
2: legally, uh, we we can we can require them to to uh, make sure that the dormitories are up to standards. But mm. h- how do we enforce them? Because sure. there is no legal uh, environment that that, uh, that governs this. So, so we we are actually looking to Hong Kong to uh, um, make sure that uh, apart from the administrative measures, we hope that a, a legislative framework or a legal framework would, would, would govern uh, the, the, the running the of dormitory.
1: Mm-hmm. Th- Thomas Chan, do, you, do your members uh, do 100% of your members try to achieve the accreditation from the Philippines consulate on their program or is it half your members or I mean how many of them actually live up to these, this accreditation to the standard? Yeah, uh,
0: for, for my union Hong Kong union, all of our members are accredited either with Philippine or Indonesian consulate. Okay. Uh, we don't have any uh, what we call sub If
1: if they don't if they lose the accreditation if and the, if there's an inspection they don't pass, do you kick them out of the union?
0: Uh suppose we, we are not the one to kick out of them is the consulate if if the consulate uh, offices after inspection uh, mm. they they thought the boarding house is not qualified to be uh a decent place for the workers. Of course, they have right to terminate the accreditation. Then we will kick them out.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Uh,
0: okay. Uh, I think the, the second point, uh, maybe uh, Mr. R- uh, Raleigh should also be aware. Uh, in Hong Kong, there are about one thousand five hundred thousand employment agencies uh, issued by Hong Kong Labour Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most of them they are doing business with uh, foreign domestic helpers. However. The really accredited agencies is only about 300 to about 400. It means uh, about 1,000-something. They they are doing the same business without the accreditation.
1: Are, so, they, are they running uh, a dormitories?
0: Most, most of those complaints are from, from those unaccredited agencies. So
1: uh-huh. uh, that's why. Okay.
0: We also urge the Hong Kong government to tighten up the... Or inspection to those agencies,
1: right? Because right right now, as we said, there's no government inspection right now to their dormitories. Is that correct? Yes. Right. Yeah, just
0: the, the Hong Kong government, they, they don't do any inspection to the boarding house, because, uh, as what I just mentioned a while ago, uh, boarding house is not one of the requirements to issue operation permits.
1: Right. So a lot of those a lot of those agencies might not even operate dormitories. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. but a lot of them do, and maybe they don't have the accreditation from the Philippine or Indonesian. So that, so that is where you would expect conditions to be, yeah, some and the, substandard. The second
0: point, uh, maybe the public also, uh, they don't understand. Uh, currency in the market, the so-called uh, boarding house, some of them, they are not managed or operated by agency, but by some group of workers, as well I know, some workers, they, 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 they join together and rent a small uh, bathroom, and then, that's not the boarding house operated by agencies. Right. And then uh, if anything happens, oh, they, they just blame the agencies. So uh, some,
1: in some way, that's also not fair to the, right. <laughs> the real and official rent, uh, operators. Gotcha, gotcha. Presumably, they would come under regulations for guest houses in Hong Kong, or, or they might just escape the notice of the government altogether. Um, the thing is, if they bring in a regulatory regime or they change standards, is that going to increase costs, and who is going to bear those costs? Is it the employers yes, that typically course. pay for this, or is it the domestic helpers themselves? Who is going to pay? Hello? Thomas? Uh,
0: yes. Uh, yes. So far, at this moment, uh, the agency, if those uh, boarding houses uh, operated by agencies, 100% it's sure agency to sponsor the, the course of operation. So that's why I'm asking if everyone, for example, the employers, the workers, the agency really want to upgrade the facilities, then where the cost, where the money will come from if, suppose we, for, for employment agency, as what I just mentioned,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: we are depending on the income from employers. So if we want to increase the facilities or uh, 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 the quality of the facilities, of course, we, we need to ask for more from employers. So, But the point is the employer might think, I don't have an obligation to help you. So if possible, we are requesting the Hong Kong government to have a real... Regulation or some kind of laws that employer they must bear the cost of the helpers' temporary uh, accommodation.
1: Right, like like they they have to pay for insurance. Sure. Okay I mean that that uh seems like it could be part of the package uh, rally tayada yeah. how does Hong Kong measure up compared to other jurisdictions uh across Asia in providing these kind of, kind of accommodations is, is, it, is it the conditions better or worse do you Do you have an insight on what it might be like in Singapore or other jurisdictions oh, uh,
2: just to uh, just to follow up on what thomas said sure. uh, uh, I, I believe that the, the, there is a need to really uh, uh, raise the standards of, of the dormitories. But as you said, you, uh, there's a concern that it may raise also the cost. Uh, in our uh, joint démarche, uh, you know, the Consulate General of Indonesia is a, is a strong partner in this. And then we submitted a joint démarche to the Ombudsman uh, early, the, early, the, early the last year. Mm. And among our recommendations was for, you know, the Hong Kong government to actually subsidize uh, this scheme, either a direct uh, help to employment agencies or, or just simply just to, to subsidize the uh, dormitories to, you know, to improve uh, the facilities. Uh, I mean, this is something that uh, you know, uh, we requested the Hong Kong government to do. So in terms of cost, we, we, we hope the cost would not be passed on to, to our helpers mm. because simply this is, this, is not, uh, this is not what we envision. But, but I, I, I see your question uh, regarding uh, uh, accommodations uh, for for other uh, in other uh, countries in in Asia or other jurisdictions. Um, unfortunately, Hong Kong really is uh, saddled with a, a unique challenge because uh, Hong Kong homes are, are quite small compared to other uh, places in the world. Sure. So re- really, uh, I, I would say that. Uh, uh, you know, living conditions here are, are better than most, but certainly uh, uh, the current situation uh, leaves much to be desired.
1: Uh, I would second that, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but in terms of these, these temporary accommodations, do they have similar arrangements in places like Singapore, Dubai, uh, other countries, and, and how does Hong Kong measure up?
2: I, I believe that the, this, this uh, phenomenon of, of, of having to use uh, dormitories. It's the uh, 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 the the reason for this is the 14-day rule. Uh, definitely, if you leave your if you leave your uh, if you leave your employer after after completing your contract, then you need a place to, to stay, and, and, and uh, you know that, that that drives the demand for dormitories. I, I'm not quite sure as to how uh, other uh, Asian uh, jurisdictions are, 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 are doing this. Mm. But most of the time, uh, our workers just go home after completing a contract or just continue continue, uh, working for for another employer. So I I believe this is something that is uh, kind of unique to Hong Kong.
1: Oh, okay, uh we've only got a couple of minutes left, but if I could get a final take from both of you uh is this you know we have the ombudsman's report. Uh, I didn't see your recommendation for government subsidy in the ombudsman's recommendations i don't think I don't think that made it through, but do do you think this is a situation where you know we need to bring fire and brimstone and hunt down every dormitory and uh, because there's a real desperate desperate problem, or is this more a situation where you know maybe uh, a little bit of tweaking, a little bit of improvement is, is good enough. Is that for me? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh,
2: yeah. Thank you. Uh, please, well, please. Uh, the fact that the, the issue of uh, uh, dormitories cropped up means that the situation is, uh, is very urgent and, and needs to be looked at, and the fact that the ombudsman, uh, you know, uh, already stepped in to, to do a, a, a study and, and make recommendation means that the, the, the situation is, is, is serious, mm-hmm. and uh, you know uh, I, I don't think we have the uh, the legal framework for, for you know for for us to to go in and, and, and suddenly you know make make a make a sweeping uh, inspection of all all all, uh, all these dormitories around. Right. But no, I, I must tell you that we do from time to time. Okay. Given the lack of our manpower, uh, the consulate is not that big. Uh, we are saddled with a, a challenge, so that's why we look at that's why we look at Hong Kong government to 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 do something about this, and, and we are deeply encouraged by the ombudsman's uh, report on this and recommendations. So I hope the Hong Kong government and of course the Labour Department has been identified as, as the uh, as the main agency to, to to implement the recommendations, and I hope. Uh, you, you know, the Labour Department also welcomed this, so I hope something comes out of this uh, study by, okay. and a recommendation by the
1: Ombudsman. Very good. Thomas, uh, are your members expecting a kind of fire and brimstone to come down over the next couple of years, or are they are they taking this in stride and, and working to make modest improvements right now?
0: Yes, of course. We, we also hope uh, we can have a, a meeting with the Labour Department, with the uh, Philippine consulate or the Indonesian consulate for all parties concerned to have a at least to have a common sense or idea about what standard everyone is expecting. Mm-hmm. That's very important. What kind of the standard the boarding house should be, that's very important to all of us.
1: Yes, because sir.
0: this one involves the money. We are we, we concerned about what kind of the main, minimum uh, standard from. Either consulate or from labor department. That's very important. I, I, I it is hope important. We can yeah. have a chance to meet all of them.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you very much, Thomas Chan Tung Fung, chair of the Hong Kong Union of Employment Agencies. And also thanks to Raleigh Tayada for the Philippines Consul General for Hong Kong. And now, back chat is moving on to the Olympics in Beijing. And here come the Olympics. We have RTHK's number one man in sports. It's Adam Jung. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, Andrew. All right. There's a lot to talk about from uh, Chinese multimillionaire snowboarders to <laughs> women's hockey gold medal round. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Let's just start there. I mean, this is great for uh, Canada. They won the uh, women's uh, hockey Olympic title after being the rivals to the United States. Uh, Canada winning 3-2. They've been pretty dominant in this tournament, mm-hmm. uh, just some stats for you. Canada have outscored the opposition 57 to 10. Wow. Uh, also want to mention their captain, Marie-Philippe Poulin, mm-hmm. who scored uh, twice in uh, in the game yesterday. Yep. She also scored the overtime winners uh, eight years ago in Sochi, mm-hmm. And she's actually the only hockey player to score in, a, in an Olympic gold medal match uh, in four different... Uh, gold medal matches in the Olympics, I think she has seven goals
1: in total. Seven goals in four gold medal games. That's right, in the the decisive game, she scores seven times. Wow, I mean, they they call her Captain Clutch. (laughs) She always comes through in the clutch. I actually went down to watch the game yesterday. Very, very exciting stuff. Uh, I mean, so that so, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And, and of course, that was a bit of payback uh, to the United States.
3: Yeah, totally. Because uh, the US uh, beat Canada four years ago through a shootout. Mm-hmm. So you, you never want to lose like that. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, games should be uh, decided by the players instead of by individuals. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been uh, hard for Canada. They, they, you know, they, they remembered it for a long
1: time. So it's, yeah. a, it's a long road back to the top. That's right. I mean, very exciting. And I mean, I, I guess the great thing about the women's hockey at the Olympics is that it's everybody's A-team, where that's not the case for the men's Olympic hockey, where the NHL shut the players out. We've talked about it on the show. Uh, what happened in men's hockey?
3: Yeah, so uh, men's hockey, it's, uh, today is the semifinals. Uh, Two games today, we have uh, Finland versus Slovakia, and uh, the Russians take on Sweden. Uh, Canada and the U.S. both lost Mm -hmm. in the quarterfinal stage. So, uh, no, they're not in it. So I've been listening to uh, different shows, and some of the Canadian fans are saying, oh, that's okay. We don't have our best players here. Yeah. This uh, this one doesn't count. But I don't want to say that because it's unfair for the other countries. Because if you look at teams like Sweden and Slovakia, they're also missing their NHL stars sure. too. Sure. And if they they take their best players to the tournament, uh, they can also have a chance to win gold.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, hopefully four years from now, uh, maybe maybe we will get uh, the NHL release some players too.
3: Yeah. Hopefully that. Get happens. Them back.
1: Of course, there's other there's other sports. Uh, we had some other gold medals yesterday. Which which ones do you want to highlight for us?
3: Yeah. Well. Okay. Well, let, let's talk about. Guaya because she's gonna uh, see action uh, in a few minutes uh, she'll be competing in the free ski half pipe final uh, looking to add to uh, the big air gold and the slope style silver uh, she said this is her favorite event so uh, i expect her to uh, at least make it to the podium uh, also figure skating yesterday uh, for the third straight olympics a russian has won it went to anna shabakova uh, not Camilla valieva who's been getting all the attention because sure. she's caught in the midst of a doping scandal
1: yeah, and I mean, that's that's been a really, we don't have enough time to unpack that whole thing. Yeah. The latest I heard was she was blaming it on drinking a glass of water that her grand that she shared with her grandfather who was on three heart medication. I mean, it's a crazy story.
3: Exactly, yeah. But I just want to mention some exciting stuff today. The, the uh, pair skating gets underway. Cool. Uh, China has a chance at a medal. The uh, silver medalist from four years ago, Sui Wei Jing and Han Chong, are in action. Uh, I also want to mention curling. Can I talk about curling here? No, curling, you got
1: <laughs> it. Yeah, hit it.
3: Yeah. Uh, Great Britain, who haven't won a medal yet in beijing they are playing in the women's semifinals today it's britain versus sweden in the women's curling semi-finals and then tomorrow the men's gold medal match also between britain and sweden
1: Wow. Okay. So this, this could be a big, uh, winter Olympics for the Brits. Fantastic. Uh, Norway so far still leading the top. Of the yeah, medal table? they
3: are. I think they'll probably finish at the top. They've got 14 golds and 29 total medals. Uh, Germany with 10 golds in second, followed by the U S Sweden and China tie with seven.
1: Okay. Well, I know we've got a massive listening in Norway for this show. So, yeah. uh,